0: 31st of August 2017, good morning, at least it is for us, I still hope it is for you. It appears that Hetty Merriweather has taken the battle from Mrs Dewhurst and is running the roost down at the hen house, how long for will remain to be seen. Yesterday we had a phone call from the Hen Welfare Trust, they are looking for homes for hundreds of our Arcana hens. I'm not sure of all the details, but these are blue egg laying hens and the poultry farmer can no longer run his business there to be destined for slaughter, unless they are found homes. We said we could take eight with the space that we have available. We have a large compound, but our coops won't take any more than that. David had a look to see if there were any coops available second hand, but unfortunately there are not. However, we shall continue searching in the meantime, the Hen Welfare Trust usually find homes for all the hens they rescue. Meanwhile, Hetty Merriweather had better make the most of her new position, as she may be challenged when the new girls come, on the 24th of September. We had a lot of rain yesterday, and we became very worried about patients and our babies. Although she chose the nest position very wisely among a plentiful supply of grapes and beneath a canopy of broad vine leaves, it is a pity that Percy wasn't a better builder. The nest continues to look precarious. We are worried that the babies may topple out and fall at like this cat or dog's feet. I think I may have solved the problem by filling an open umbrella with hay for a possible soft landing and hooking it underneath the nest. It is a softly flowered umbrella and blends in very well. If they should fall, they will come to no harm. The only thing left to worry about now is that it doesn't fill up with water, which would be equally hazardous for them. We should check after every downfall of rain. While still on the subject of birds, the fledgling that Nick is feeding is doing well and still alive and feeding. This morning it is taking its food so willingly now that I think that it believes that Nikki is his mother. I think that it, there is a real danger that Nikki will have a pigeon following her around for the rest of its life. It never fails to amaze me how close a relationship it is possible for us to have with our fellow creatures, no matter how wild they are. I remember some years ago being enthralled by the naturalist who found an injured lion cub and nursed it back to health. The parents were nowhere to be seen and may have been shot dead by big game hunters. However, the process of recovery was quite slow for the cub and a fondness and trust grew between them and the naturalist. He named him and played with him and called him over for food, etc. Eventually they came for the cub to be introduced back into the wild and its natural habitat where it would thrive and learn to be a proper lion. When the day came and the naturalist and his advisers felt that the lion could survive on its own, they put a tracking device on him and let him go. I remember it was an emotional scene as there was obviously a deep relationship formed by both the lion and the naturalist. The lion stood for a while, hesitantly and unsure, looking perplexed as his carers and human friends backed away towards the Land Rover. The lion still hesitated and slowly moved forward towards the bush. He looked back twice, and finally the lure of the jungle and his primal genes took over, and he disappeared into the undergrowth. There were tears shed by the humans left behind, but I also but also a feeling of great joy that the great beast had returned to the environment where he belonged. They returned to the vehicle with its large trailer behind, in which they had transported the lion. Some years later, this same naturalist was researching not very many miles from the spot where he had left his friend all that time ago. Because of the tracking device, he knew that the lion was in the vicinity. However, he never guessed how close until a large, fully-grown male lion came out of the brush and ran towards him at a terrifying pace. His companion cocked his gun and the lion stopped, attack mode, stood quite still, put his head on one side and lunged at the naturalist. Very roughly, greeted his old friend and saviour of years before, licking his face just as he would have done all that time ago. Luckily, the naturalist's companion stopped himself from shooting just in time. This story always reminds me of how man's behaviour towards his fellow creatures has alienated them. We have lost their trust. The Bible tells us that God will restore all of that which we have lost when the lion lays down with the lamb. And things will once again be how God first intended them to be before the fall in the Garden of Eden. The 1st of September, 2017. Today I bought daffodil bulbs, crocus, bluebell and snowdrops to plant along the nut walk. It is looking so bare now, with a heavy canopy of large trees beside it and all the carpet of woodland greenery which grew naturally along the path. Our fars so death devastated that part of the garden. But I am encouraged by reading that fars can be good for woody areas. They can bring new species of flora and mini-beast. I look forward to the spring. In the meantime, there is a wide stretch that is just covered with deep wood chippings and probably will be a bit stifled for a while. In the meantime, I thought I would do a William Wordsworth on it and create a host of golden daffodils. The scent in the spring of sun-on-daffodils is a heady and iconic experience. Some years ago, I spent a week planting daffodil bulbs in the grassy margin at the front of our house. It was a glorious sight in the spring around Easter time. I remember my neighbour opposite said how wonderful it was to see the daffodils when he came out of his drive in the mornings. I've since noticed that over the years, up and down our leafy tree-lined road, more and more people have done the same. It would be so wonderful if both sides of our very long road were a bloom with daffodils every spring. I thought, as I am writing this, how lovely it would be to sow wildflowers in the same areas. It is wonderful for the butterflies and insects, especially the bees. Bees are not doing very well at the moment. Scientists are perplexed as to what is going on. They are dying off at an alarming rate and nobody seems to know why. At first it was suggested that it could be some sort of virus and some scientists think that it is the overuse of pesticides. Whatever is causing it will have an enormous impact on food production because we need bees to pollinate the food we grow. Bees do a wonderful service for us and we would be in very serious trouble indeed if bees disappeared from the world. Everyone with a garden or a window box should grow flowers and plants that would attract them. When I was a child, we used to love our honey, banana and the sandwiches. A particularly yummy cake for Sunday tea time is banana, honey and ginger cake. Lovely after a winter's tea of English muffins or crumpets with homemade bramble jelly, all eaten in front of a log fire in the drawing room on a winter's afternoon. It's particularly comforting if the rain is lashing down upon the window panes outside knowing you're warm, cosy and snug inside. When I said this to Jonti, one similar afternoon, wanting to share this picture of the children, Jonti said, what about all the homeless people, Mummy? And that is indeed a sobering thought, and there are many homeless people now, with the population always increasing and less and less affordable housing being built. The problem of homelessness is getting worse.